Hey, I want to remind y'all that the views, language, and even illicit thoughts on this show do not necessarily represent the views of employers or anybody else. Uh, a lot of times they don't even represent the views of the underemployed members. They sometimes are just things we say because we like saying them. So enjoy the episode. Can't wait to get out and move forward with my life. Got a family that loves me and wants me to do right. But instead I'm here locked up. They won't let me out. Welcome back, episode 39 of Underemployed. It is your boys Jack Selby and David Hart, aka the Quarantine Boys, back in the house with another episode. David, how you doing? <laughs> Bethany and I uh, had dinner a little bit ago. We did uh, grilled, grilled steak quesadillas. Ooh. Steak? Grilled I'm... that steak and then grilled that quesadilla. It was delightful. Steak? Uh, I've finally built the grill her folks bought me for graduation and uh, have been really taking advantage of it. I'm uh, I'm quarantining down here in Fredericksburg, so doing a lot of cooking. Yeah. How's that been being ba- da- back down in Fredericksburg in general? It's nice. Um you know, being able to, like, have a yard to just sort of walk up, like, even pace when I get restless in mm-hmm. is, is nice, nicer than being in, in D.C. with my admittedly very big house, but not a lot of space. Yeah. That's one but, of the nice things about Parkersburg is it's very easy to socially distance, so I can go on a walk or a jog, and, you know, you just go down the sidewalk. If you see anyone ahead of you for a while away, you just go, all right, I can go to the other side of the street, and that's one of the yeah. nice things about living here. That is so much easier to do here than it is in D.C. And oh, I've been sure. here for almost a month now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been good. Yeah. Uh, it's very nice to be here with Bethany. Uh, much preferred to, you know, other situations. Um, not that I don't like my roommates, but. You'd rather be with your girlfriend for five years. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather be here. Um, <laughs> though I wish I had that kitchen here. I, I did not see your uh, your new kitchen when you moved out. I don't think. Oh, uh, oh, the new place is six burner stove, griddle, mm, mm. Um, two ovens. Mm. Yeah, I have a uh, I have a tiny boy kitchen in my apartment, so it is it gets a lot, the fridge gets a lot of use. That's and the microwave gets some use. That's about the extent of it. Uh, like, yeah, I can say the stove. I can set the stove up for walks. So like. At, at my place in DC, so yeah, it's, it's it's pretty legit. That is dope. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm hanging in there. You know, it's I got I have job security. I'm very happy about that. You know, it's it's hard on all of us. We've all we've all had to adjust, obviously, with everything going on and being in news with the biggest news story of the last few decades is interesting. But it's uh, it's it's been rewarding in its own way. So I'm I'm very grateful yeah. for the people around me and the work that we've been able to do. Yeah, how are how are things in West Virginia as far as the like social norms? What's the what's the mask? What's what's the mask to no mask uh, ratio? You know, people I'm I think are going to assume because this is more of a red state that you might get more of the people not taking. People around here have been very respectful of the social quarantine, uh, social distancing, excuse me, guidelines, and all of that. So it's been sort of probably like it is everywhere else. People have. You know, they're not tense, but people are, they have their masks. Um, 
I think around here, again, it's easier to social distance. So even if you don't see people with masks outside, you do see people kind of consciously avoid people just in a way of respect. Um, so it's been pretty, it's people around here have been okay with it. And it's been, it's been fine, actually. Okay. How's, how's, it's, uh, it's, it's different here. Um, going to Wegmans last week, which is, you know, Bethany and I really only ever leave the house to take walks or go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Or, well, actually, sometimes we go downtown and get food. But, like, yeah. it's been two weeks since we've done that. And I would say when I went, uh, less than 50% of people were wearing masks and people weren't really doing a great job of socially distancing. Yeah, and it can be hard because it's just, if you're in a grocery store, it's difficult, but... A Wegmans is huge. Right. Like, like the Wegmans is the size of a Walmart. Yeah, and, and when you're in a grocery store, just, if you see someone in the aisle, just wait, just wait, and if you're in the, if you have the good spot in the aisle, just be conscious to try to go faster and, and you know... Well, I, I, so I do it very differently. I leave my cart in just a corner somewhere, and I just sort of walk... I, I make a lot of I cover a lot more distance than I probably need to but mm-hmm. like I'm able to do things a lot faster because I'm only grabbing what I can carry in my hands and taking it back to the cart okay that's not a bad idea I guess with me it's just like I want to make sure all my stuff's there and not that anyone's going to steal my protein drinks but I just always want to yeah. uh, make sure I, I'm not worried about it because I'm taking next to nothing in there with me uh, I take my ID, I take my debit card, and I take my, you know, my, my discount card, and then I take my phone. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, I, I need to go to Walmart probably tomorrow, but it's 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 been okay. People are doing okay around here, um, which has been, it's been nice, especially because I think Ohio and West Virginia are doing okay, and, and the governors have been pretty quick on this, and people have been respecting their judgments, so... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say that we've been we've been doing all right. Um, the loneliness factor is difficult. Um, yeah, personally, but it's you know it's we'll be all right. We'll get through it. Exactly. So now that we've uh, we've updated you people, we also want to entertain you, you people, as we as we yeah. call you, our fans, you people. Uh, actually, I should I should say that uh, Bethany and I have been playing a lot of video games. Yes. She, uh, Inclu- big yeah. on uh, Animal Crossing, if I recall. Well, try um, some 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 things with how Nintendo is yeah. choosing to proceed with Animal Crossing, and I'm finding a little bit aggravating. Yeah. I, so, Jack's Jack's making the the universal sign for Moolah, um, and that, that's the vibe I got from your Facebook post. I, mm, mm, Nintendo, I, I'm not going to say Nintendo's not worried about the money. Obviously, yeah. they're worried about the money. But for them, the sort of the purity of, of the gaming experience has always been very, very important for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the sort of rationale that they've given is that it's to prevent people from gaming the game system. Right. To which... like prevent them from, from, from getting... Uh, very rare items uh, and then just giving it to a different account to, you know, game the system. Um, understandable, a little bit aggravating, yeah. whatever. Bethany and I are going to figure it out. Yeah. 
Plus, I uh, plus video games are a good are a great sanctuary in a time like this. Yeah, exactly. They are know, the I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Call. Of, I've been playing a fair bit of Call of Duty Warzone. I've been playing a lot of like Mario Kart, Breath of the Wild. Um, I'm gonna take probably a, a run into some more indie games, um, just because like smaller, easier to easier to play through. Um, Do you think Bethany would like a Life is Strange game that's like very little? It's something like a Nintendo game where it's really more narrative driven than control driven. I don't know. Yeah, be an interesting. It could border on very corny, but something like that could also be fun. So, that's. I, I don't know. I'll let her. You know, she's quite content yeah. with Animal Crossing right now. If she asks, <laughs> if she asks me questions about another game, I don't know I'll do some digging and, and help sort of facilitate it happening. But like, meh. sounds Gucci. All right, so it's, oh, you know no. we all have we all have our things. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have done many a Q&A episode in the past, and we thought, what better time than a quarantine? In fact, uh, fun fact, David, ep- 39, which is our episode number, 39, my favorite number. Can you guess why? Okay. It's something to do... Oh, no, wait, hold on. It's got to do something with, with Shaq and Barry Bonds' jersey numbers. You, you are half right on that equation. Shaq's jersey number plus another jersey number on that same team. And if you don't get it, yeah, oh, I mean, Kobe? No, Robert Ory. I don't know why, but I, oh. I also I think thirty nine is it said, Robert Ory. Yeah, I'm like who does Robert Ory is the re, Robert Ory hits all those clutch shots. Who doesn't love Robert Ory? And um, okay, uh, speaking of uh, the small name NBA players, uh, have you been watching The Last Dance and you know oh, yeah. enjoying the input of players like B.J. Armstrong? Yes, who? babyface B.J. Armstrong, the starting point guard there for a few years. Yeah. Who? What's great is I know all these players, but yeah, to the common, yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, I remember Will Purdue. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I remember names like Bill Cartwright, Luke Longley, yeah. uh, Scotty Pippen, obviously, Dennis yeah. Rodman. You don't, <laughs> you don't remember John Spider Sally from the 96 Bulls? Yeah. Um, but it's... Uh, John Sally, who was, uh, John Sally, who played for the Detroit Pistons, who was on an episode of the weed the the weed cooking show on netflix that i was talking oh wow about. he also played episode also features nate robinson <sighs> what a weird combination of things that three exists. time three-time dunk champion yeah dunk champion? in fact we did that on trivia back in mid-february who's the only three-time dunk contest champion and it's nate robinson as a dunk contest aficionado that um bothers me <laughs> for at re- what at what five ten five storage? officially five nine but probably like five seven five eight um, he's taller than you're taller than him i know I'm taller than him. i i got bothered that he basically won by basically being like look at him he can dunk and he's so short Ooh, and i was like all right this is ridiculous oh, anyway my brother, my, my dislike of nate robinson's dunk contest aside <laughs> uh we got way off the beaten path so we have not as much of a jobbing as it was for javelle mcgee uh, and I disagree with you with that, but that's go back in the archives. We talked about that before. Anyway, Q&A 4. We've now done four of these bad boys to celebrate the 39th episode. And during a quarantine time, what better time to, to reach out to you people, our listeners, to Q and we can A. I think this is a great time. Uh, David. Our, our, collective, our collective areas of expertise. David, are you ready for this jelly? Uh, you know, as I will uh, probably ever be. Perfect. We will start with a very apropos question. Katie from Charlottesville. What hath God wrought? Now, this is a terrific question. Um, probably in, in reference to just the entire world, you know, kind of coming to a stop. Uh, David, what are your theories right now? What has God brought vengeance upon us for, do we think? I mean... Sodomy? 
Sodomy's a big one in the Bible. It, it, yeah, sure. But yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that, you know, more than 50% of Americans are one $400 medical bill away from financial ruin. Yeah. Maybe it's the fact that so many of us live paycheck to paycheck and don't have any real means of financial security or reliability or protections. Or um, maybe it's the fact that we have strayed away from God's light and are openly worshiping the golden calf, i.e. cashola. I I think that's, I think that's one of the commandments is thou shalt not put any other false gods upon me. And God's probably looking at money as a thing. And he's like, Hey, 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 I'm still, I'm still in charge here. So this was probably a long time coming, uh, but it's a great question. Thank you. Yes. We have to just accept the punishment we've been dealt. Um, Colin and Tori from Philly ask us a couple questions. The first question is, worst state you've ever been on? Now, uh, David, obviously this would not be anyone involving your current girlfriend. Uh, so, worst date that I've ever been on, um, it was during my suspension from school. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a woman through a friend from college, and we met up at uh, another bar in Arlington like a couple days later, and uh, the entire time she was on her phone mm. and um, very short with conversation and then just tried to like dip out on me like tried tried to ghost me Oof. Um, yeah and like during the date and so I was just like alright cool bye um, yeah that was that was probably my worst date yeah I um, I've had a couple of those where I was having to force the conversation you could tell right away there's just nothing clicking and you're like alright I had one date. I, I had one date walk out on me one time, and it was this was back in 2017. I was still caught up on something, and as you know, I'm a very open book. And I think she just wasn't ready. I was just trying to give her background of everything, but I think it was too much. And she just we had even talked about it after the date, and she said, "Look, I'm, I I just think you need to kind of get shit figured out before you go on dates." And I was like, "Yeah, you're you're right. That was." So having someone walk out on you because you don't have your shit together is a pretty bad date. Um, but that is that. That's other than that, I've I've had a couple of dates that were boring, but it wasn't anything too bad. Um, eh, you learn, you live and learn, as I always say. Colin and Tori also have another question they want to ask us that you have in front of you. Oh yeah. So question from another question from Colin and Tori is uh, with all of the buzz about sports teams coming or sports leagues coming back. Um, what do we think? And well, Colin said, Colin adds that there are no boundaries to this. It doesn't have to be just related to American sports. Um, we got a text from someone who's going to be important to this show. Um, anyway, um, so it's a very complicated question. I think Dave and I both agree that it will have to be modified when it comes back. And that's just an unfortunate reality that we've accepted. But I will say this, whenever they come back, however they come back, we will all be so grateful for live sports. <laughs> The, I the, I cannot tell you uh, how grateful I am, Jack. You can only bet on the weather and how's that been going precipitation in random cities. But uh, so many times before you just start itching. Look, man. Look, man. I'm willing to start gambling on esports. Oh my god, <laughs> that is the and, lowest and, of the and, low. And and you know, yes, as low as that might be, there is something that I gotta tell you. You know, I agree with Jack that we've really got to, you know, look out for the health of others mm-hmm. and, you know, keep that in mind for any of this. And so if it comes to pass that sports leagues have to come back and we don't have fans, 
million dollar idea. Mark I'm, Cuban, if you're listening. Hot take. Mark Cuban, if you're listening. Uh, offer fans the opportunity to pay to hook into the sound system so that they can just yell into their phone. Ooh, that's a hot smart device. Ooh, I love it. Can you imagine? Create crowd noise. Oh, that's so great. Even you could even get someone with an antibody test or that's proven that you know is now tested negative for it. You can get them like one or two lucky fans sitting on opposite ends of the arena with their own bullhorn and megaphone. And then you can add in David's idea of sound effects throughout the PA system instead of just what they usually do. Give give them a Vuvuzela. Yeah. Just give them that. <laughs> that just works so one well. Person, one person with one of those is just going to be the most irritating thing for an NBA team say, that hasn't played in more than a month. The, mo- the feedback I recall from the 2010 World Cup was that Vuvuzelas need to die a slow and no, painful death. Awesome. <laughs> but, but you know what? I'll take a Vuvuzela at this point. That's how much I miss sports. If you said boo- sports can only come back if there's 10 fans in the stands with boo-boo zales going nonstop, I'd say take it. Just I no strings attached. Take it. So we'll move on to the next question from good old platonic friend Julie Sawitsky, old uh, BFJ. 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 Why why is Jack so fucking stupid? Now, this is a hot question. Um, some would say it's the memory issues I have inside me. Uh, my brain's a little Swiss hole. Swiss cheese hole. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's because his neck just does not match how big his head is, so his brain isn't getting enough blood. That actually does make sense, because if you if you know me, I have a very, 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 very large forehead with the largest size baseball cap that they make. Um, so it would make sense that there's just not enough going there to where there's just, frankly, a lot of... It's, half of my brain's a ghost town, so... Julie, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. I'm glad we could answer it. Um, it's very much when Homer spaces out and it's just a monkey banging symbols. Yes. <laughs> or Patrick from SpongeBob when he says his mind's an enigma and it goes to his thought bubble and it's just the mil- the, the quart of milk just spilling over on the table. <laughs> um, all right. Jillian from... F- oh, this is another hot one. She says, play this like the Hollywood match game, but I'm not sure. that Maybe this means like... You have to guess how I'd react. When Jack dies and finds out God isn't real, how will he react? These are back-to-back really mean questions. Oh, oh this, is, this is like Hollywood Squares. Yeah, that's... Okay, so what does that mean? Like, you guess how... I, like, we both write yes. down? Okay. Um, well, I mean, we both, we both guess how you're going to respond. Uh, um, you go first. I'll tell you how I... Yeah. It's a tough question. Shit, David was right all along? Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. God, David's really just gonna lord this over me for the eternity of afterlife. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how I would react. I'd go, well, guess I kind of, guess I kind of got the wrong one on that one. But it's like, hey, you know, you live and you live and learn, I suppose. Thank you, Jillian, for that very existential question. She also asks the last book you read, your thoughts on it, and whether you would recommend it to listeners. Now, I'll say this. I have actually been disappointed. I have books with me, but I haven't really read a book since I've been out, since I moved out to Parkersburg. I feel like every time I'm, I think because I go to bed after I get home from work and to me reading is like something I do before bed. So I just don't often have a lot of times to get invested in a book. Um, So I'd have to think about the last book I read, but David, you've been, I know you've been reading lately. Uh, Last book I read was The Brief and Wondrous Life of Oscar Wayo by Juno Diaz. Uh, Bethany bought it for me for our anniversary a little bit ago. Um, and I'm finally getting around to it. It was frenetic, and it's written from the perspective of uh, a Dominican, uh, a first-generation Dominican 
immigrant living in New York or living in New Jersey. And so there were bits and pieces of it that I had to, you know, go through and translate. But then some of it, because of obviously pop culture that I consume, specifically the Bodega Boys, I was able to understand some of the like Mama Fuego and like other sort of like very crude insults that were thrown around that I was like, ah, I know what that is. I was going to say a Dominican living in New Jersey sounds like, uh, sounds a little familiar. Yes. <laughs> Sounds sounds like one that we might know specifically. Yeah, okay, okay, indeed. Um, I think the last book I might have read before I moved was, um, I'm blanking on the term, but it's a David Halberstam book about Michael Jordan, and it's a terrific book. It's actually a really good companion piece to The Last Dance. Um, I would recommend it if you're interested in The Last Dance. It's a book. It can afford to be a lot more nuanced than the documentary. So I'd say if you're interested in sports or the Jordan story, go pick up... um, the Halberstam book, which I w- I'm blanking on, but I'll get in a minute. The name of the book is Playing for Keeps. We have a question from, well, we, we got a question from uh, PJ Anderson, who forgot to send us a question until the middle of the recording, but he sent one. He said, how much oil can Jack fit in his apartment? And can we store upward, upwards of 70 barrels there when I buy them for negative money? Well, this is... Probably the actually closest thing to a legit question PJ's ever done for these Q&As. I have a big apartment. Um, I don't remember how many square feet. If I did, I could probably do some maths, some quick maths. Quick maths. I'm looking it up right now. Total volume for a crude oil barrel. Uh, 42 gallons, which is... uh, uh, Think about a half keg. Okay. So a half keg is 15 and a half gallons. Okay. So this would be a little more than two half-barrel kegs so in volume. In my mind, too, there's a section where I'm recording this in my living room, off to my left. Excuse me. Where- Jack, that's a stack that's about six feet tall. So unless you have a, unless you have minimum 14-foot ceilings, we're not fitting double stacks. Uh, actually, my ceiling is about 15 feet or so. Okay, so we might be able to fit double stacks. So uh, we, we could probably get a couple dozen in here at least. Um, I don't think, I literally don't think there's any negative to this idea. It seems uh, like a square footage is equal to uh, 5.61 cubic feet. Oof. That's a lot of, that's, I, I don't remember what the square footage of my apartment is. Unfortunately. Um, I do know just from a visual approximation that we could fit a lot in here. And the, I, not 70 barrels, but PJ will talk offline. I was going to say, PJ, you also, you, you know, I, I respect your hustle. I really, truly respect your hustle. Um, my friend Sarah from uh, Northern Virginia also goes, just sent in a question in the middle of the Q&A. Do either of you have a TikTok? And if so, what are your favorite accounts? No. <laughs> short answer. In, in, in a word, no. Short answer. Over, short over, answer, over. no. Long answer is also no. Um Long answer, so short answer, no. Long answer is no. uh, I downloaded Vine and um, used it once and immediately deleted it because it was overstimulating. I can't imagine TikTok is any better. I, I have many friends who feel the same way. I accepted a long time ago that TikTok was just, this was the social media that was just going to pass me by. Like, I felt that way about Instagram yeah. for a while. I eventually got one. I can't, TikTok is probably just the one. I mean, Vine was the one that passed me by. Yeah, true. I never got into Vine. Um, I never, I never got into Vine. Um, and I'm not going to get into TikTok. I respect that it exists. I oh, just don't care. Yeah, the creativity on it is cool. And I, I always respect people making their own hustle. Just I, 
to answer your question, no, I don't have a favorite TikTok because I don't know any TikToks. Um, but if you want me to recommend some dog videos on Instagrams that are also well edited, edited like a TikTok, I can do that for you. Um, Jack, does this mean we're old now? Oh, joy! <laughs> oh, liking dog videos and not having TikTok? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's fine. I'm well, sure. you did just turn I'm, 30, I'm 30, and, I, and I'm not, I was going to say you're 30, and I'm closing in on 28, so we are, we are the old pups. Um, Frank from New England. This is actually kind of a combo because Katie from New Jersey asked a similar question, so both of them. How do the new-look Buccaneers compare to other aging superstar-changing teams in the sports, like the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce Nets, or the Carl Malone, Gary Payton Lakers? Could Brady expect the same success as Payton found in Denver? And then Katie from New Jersey asks... How do we feel about Brady leaving the Patriots? Do we care? So, David, I'll let you. That's, that's a lot, but I'll, I'll let you go with that. Um, Brady leaving the Patriots, and he's going to a team where he's going to make more on the books money for the Bucks, um, and he's going to live in a state with no income tax. But like, he's not going to do anything because their defense is absolutely atrocious. Yeah. And offense is solid, but yeah, the offense is fine. Yeah. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs. Like a no. Okay. I, I, I don't. I don't think they yeah. will. That's fine. Um, I, I don't feel. Got, I you've think got an out, you've got an out of swing Gronk, and you've got um, you've got a Brady who's clearly on the downslope, who can't take advantage of the fact that he's got two six five very fast receivers because he can lame duck. A th- he can't lame duck a throw more than thirty yards. Yeah. But like, Peyton. What? But Peyton did win a Super Bowl with the lamest of ducks. Yeah, but Peyton had a Peyton had Peyton had a top five defense. That's true. Um, he like, had Bob Miller. Not, not, yeah. Yeah, he, he had a top five defense all time that year, and they scored more than one touchdown in that game. I do like, want. Like, yeah, they Manning scored one. Did, and, Manning did less than Trent Dilfer did to win a Super Bowl. And in, in in the game proper. I would like to remind Frank from New England. It's interesting bring up those 2004 Lakers, uh, which are. God, I'd say a sore spot for me, but I mean, you know, life happens and funny things happen when teams hate each other and some players are on criminal trial and other players want to kill other players and other players get hurt. It's an interesting dilemma. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I'm thinking like a 9-7 wildcard team. I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl. I think that's a little people going crazy, but I think Brady's an improvement from Jameis Winston just because he can see and because he probably won't throw as many picks. Um, that is automatically yeah, so, a badge. So I answer my feelings on Brady and Gronk as compared to other teams with wizened, experienced vets. Um, football is a sport that beats it out of you. It does. Basketball, you can basketball. You know, basketball is getting that way. Where obviously, yeah. obviously, basketball now is going to be a lot less brutal on the body than you know it was in the nine in the in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. But, um. It's just Gronk, Gronk, Gronk's not going to be able to do it. Um, he's skinnier now, so he's not going to be as good at blocking. Um, he's he'll have not time to put faster. on. I think he'll have some time to put on some. You also forget he's been involved in the WWE, so he's been keeping physically fit. Mm, yeah, I, I think there's a reason he's coming back to the NFL <laughs> as opposed to the WWE because True. people realize that the Gronk bit was great part time. Yeah. Not all the time. So, um, to, to, and to answer... Also, oh, what ahead. happens to his 24-7 title? Well, okay, this this is a problem where it ruins the integrity of the 24-7 title, and we can't have someone ruining the integrity of professional wrestling, so... Why is it why is it not still the hardcore title? 
Uh, they got rid. Oh, they got rid of that a long time it's ago. But the but same, it's it the is. same belt. This is a corporate a corporate set. friendlier version, but it's the same thing. Um, I love the twenty four seven title. To answer, uh, yeah, go ahead. Hardcore Steve Holly, the <laughs> longest reigning champion. Uh, Crash Holly, Crash Holly, Crash Holly. That's <laughs> who defended it once in a uh, in in like a ball pit at a at a children's. Yes, it was incredible. <laughs> well, King, earlier today, Mr. Twenty Four Seven Crash Holly was forced to defend his hardcore title in another obscure location, Fun Time USA. To answer, or Steve Blackman with his nunchucks. With kendo sticks. It's kendo sticks. Sorry. Kendo stick. <laughs> sorry. No, he had he had both. He had um the little like. With thing with the with the chain link in the middle, but they were so, nunchucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would use, but the, the kendo stick was his. Was his yes, problem. he also used kendo. He did use both. You're right. Um, Katie, your question about do we care about Brady leaving the Patriots? Oh yeah, it's a big deal when Tom Brady, who's been there 20 years, leaves. And like whether we, I mean, I like Tom Brady. Uh, Brittany, for example, hates Tom Brady, but she's a Raiders fan. Um, I, I care. It's a big story, and I think it'll be yeah. interesting. It's it's absolutely a big story. Um, I'm going to say the same thing that my dad has said about uh, Pujols going to the Angels. My dad totally understands why Pujols did it. You know, that Mm -hmm. money is incredible and you are a professional athlete. Make as much money in as short a time as you possibly can. But had Brady just walked away, he'd... Be a, he'd be a one-team legend. He would have something that I think few other quarterbacks in the modern era have, and that's a, you know, a career as esteemed as his with just one team. Yeah, it's it's always – I don't get – but I always – A few other athletes. Yeah, Kobe, Dirk, Duncan – like in modern era, like Kobe, Dirk, Duncan, um, yeah. Jeter. Yeah, there's not that many. There's not – and that's just the nature of sport. I don't blame anyone in the equation. Yeah. That's just the reality of sports now, and it's – it's it is nicer and yeah it's but you know if Tom Brady can get some success out of it I don't blame him either because remember when Joe Montana went to the Chiefs he brought them to an AFC title game so there can be success had there our next question now this is the question on everyone's mind and this has blown up since we last did a podcast Ashlyn from Maryland wants to know did Carol Baskin kill her husband David you go first um probably yeah I that, mean yeah like it's it's non-zero that she didn't do it, but yeah, it's, it's likely that she... that she... It's non-zero that she did it, but that's none of my business, and also, I don't know. <laughs> David... I don't... I don't for... Did you not care for Kyger King, or was it just... I mean, I watched it, I enjoyed it, but, like, I came out of it. I came out of the Saf's line at the end about... Who actually gave a shit about the Tigers? Because it wasn't either one of them. No, it wasn't any. Well, that's the thing is, and ever it's there's no likable. There's two likable people basically in the documentary, and they're not main parts of the documentary. It's sort yeah, of like I would say Saf and the dude who's uh, Saf and the dude who's missing both of his legs. Yeah, you're right. I actually also liked the uh, reality TV producer, but we've had discussions offline about how he's actually kind a, of a, tr- a, a horrible person to work with. Yes. But in 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 the grand scheme of things, he's at least a couple steps down from. Carol and uh, Joe and Joe. Uh, and yeah. Uh, Doc. Yeah, they're all woof. Yeah. Um, yeah. To answer your question, Ashlyn, um, our answer is probably. Just probably. Brian from Arlington. Now, this is a good lifestyle question. How long are you allowed to use a towel, thinking probably shower towel, before you swipe it out? Now, this is a very interesting question. David, where do you stand on this? Don't forget to bring a towel. Uh, I mean, in the, modern, in the modern day and age, um, you should probably be washing it 
fairly frequently, but because Bethany and I don't leave the house much, mm-hmm. I would say I do it like once a week. I was going to say, I use my towel. I don't take, I don't take many showers if I'm not, if like I'm getting up, like the furthest I'm walking during the day, if Bethany and I don't leave the house, I don't think I move more than like a third of a mile. I, um, I shower twice a day. Like I shower when I wake up then I'll shower after I work out, but I, I still in the, proponent of kind of saving the towels and so i'll go five days to a week if it, i mean if it starts to get grody no matter what i'll be like all right I, this is counterproductive to keep it dirty but i'd say five days to a week um i don't think you know it depends on how many towels you have too i've got a few so i can afford to do that but i'm also for the record i'm not working out <laughs> hey man it's don't, a it's a quarantine. don't think this is a, like me working out and not showering no 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 yeah, no, no, no. like You're i'm just avoiding I'm not even I respect it. Um, Ellen from my family. Tell me about the most sentimental object in your room. Why is it special? How long have you had it? How did you get it? That's a really good question, Ellen. I wouldn't say the most sentimental object in my room, but the most sentimental object near me is probably the banner that my aunt did for me um, when I came, when I got released from the uh, oncology ward uh, when I was a little kid. That's really sweet. I got... um... Back at Falls Church, I have a picture of me and my cousins, Michael and Will, and it's just a picture of us in Maine together. And I'm like, that's a really sweet photo, and I I really appreciate that. It reminds me of family. Same thing here at my what was my desk. Um, Again, that that goes into something else. I have a picture of my family from my friend Matt Huffman's wedding back in January of 2018, and we're all and it's a great picture of us. We all look good in our suits and and all that, and. And dresses, and it reminds me, especially as the as everything was starting, and I put a little note that everything's going to be all right on it to remember that you know, when, as long as you got family and friends, you will you can make it through anything. So those are the two sentimental objects I have in one room or another, um, and I've had them, I've had them for a while. So yeah, Patrick wants to know: Does a sunfish have right of way over a super tanker? Uh, yes. Good. Bethany, uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Super tanker, super tanker has right away because it is doing a job. And also they shouldn't be in the same body of water. Yes. Uh, for all of you, this is for all you sailors out there. You, you, you take note, you take note. Bethany, um, who is tan, who is, I believe your girlfriend. Uh, let's see. Favorite friendship memory. This is a really good question. So in a rare move, I'll be sincere. I think one that has popped into my mind was, your graduation party in 2017, where I was really happy to see everybody come out, and it really, because as we, college for both of us was a struggle. You technically graduated in the fall of 16, but we were both celebrating it in the spring of 17. And we both were just sort of there, and I felt like, man, we really did it. Like, all this, and we've been through a lot together, and, and we came out through the other side, and we came out better for it. And I was like, man, we, we did it. That was a, it's one of my favorite memories. We have a bunch of them, but that's that's one that pops into my head. I would say one of my favorites was seeing most deaf at 9:30 club. Yes, that was su- that was my first concert. Um, yeah, it was very cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it was so cold. But at least he did two concerts. I think we've talked about it in the show before. He but- did, and, and like he, that's the thing is, he did a full set. It was yeah. not like it was not yeah. truncated. Like it was a full like two uh, hour set. And so the problem was he was going to do two shows. His flight got delayed. Yep. So our show started two and a half hours late. But we were inside. People outside had to wait two and a half hours. Longer. And this was, oh God, was this 2010? 2009. 2009. Yeah. yeah. It was bitterly cold. Yeah. Like it one of those like, January days like, where you're like, oh, this is rotten. 
It was it was several degrees below zero and after after like ten o'clock after we got it at nine thirty club like like five to ten degrees below zero. It was it was rotten, um, but it was such a fun time. Yeah, that's that's another one that really sticks out to me. Also, David Hart related. Uh, your dad, Steve, Mister Hart, as I like to call him. Um, he has got a couple questions for us. The first one is, which would you rather travel to, Africa? Or South America. Now, I'll preface this by saying I haven't been to either. Um, it's probably not surprising. Uh, David, which one would you rather go to? So it's it's a really tough question there because both provide a tremendous sort of fascination to me for various different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would honestly want to say Africa just because it's going to be such a starker contrast Mm-hmm. Uh, than, than South America. Yeah, and there's a couple... I mean, I'd love to go to Brazil. That would be fun. Because um, I know a little bit... I took a history class in Brazil in college. I'd be like, I'd like to go there for South America. But I think with Africa as a continent, there's just a lot of history I'd be interested in. And also, I remember the Nas and Damian Marley album, um, Distant Relatives, that was really good. That was basically... The whole thing was about Africa, so that will sway me to say Africa. Um, that's about as good of a reason as I can give. Your dad also asked, and this will be, you can remember the story better. Um, how did he, your dad, meet my mom? And uh, Oh, no, 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 no. He's asking about the TV show. Ah, oh, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I completely misread that. Your question from your dad. How I met your mother or friends? I will say this. I would probably go with the former, but I didn't really watch either. And I, you and I, neither of us are friends, guys. Both of them suck. I, I they're ha- absolutely atrocious. How, how are you? So here is my takedown of both of them. How the fuck do you live in New York that long and not ever have a black cast member or a Ford in New York? That's the other thing. Um, I no, just yeah. you're in New York. Yeah, and like you're gonna see some brothers. White. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is uh, this is 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 this Staten Island in the sixties? Yeah. No. How I Met Your Mother at least seems like I would enjoy it more. But I also this is in general, I, I could never really get into shows with laugh tracks. The flow is so weird for me, I could never quite get into it. And both of them do, so eh, you know. And they're also just like they're wildly insulting his shows to the intelligence of the viewer. And I don't care about that. I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah, wrestling... <laughs> sure, wrestling will insult your intelligence at times, but, yeah. like, at other times, it, it certainly acknowledges itself and is able to be aware of itself. But, yeah. like, shows like Friends and shows like How I Met Your Mother exist in such a weird space in that, yeah, they were on forever, and yeah, they've you know they 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 got syndication and they had the sort of very immediate cult following. Mm-hmm. But like, we're not going to remember them in thirty years. We're not going to remember them. In I would disagree. Years. But they're not going to be Sanford and Sons or the Honeymooners. I would disagree. Or- Friends has Friends ended fifteen years ago and has a surprisingly big following on Netflix. Like, I was surprised. Like, I I will. I'm not again. I'm not a Friends guy, but I think that'll still last the test of time. That's just me. Um, I don't I, 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 I really don't think so and I think that a lot of sort of current events in the way that they are are, are going to push friends out of this out of the accepted social consciousness well we'll uh, we'll we'll go back or to I this. at least I at least hope they will. I was gonna say we'll go back to this on episode 329 and we'll we'll see how we're doing then um, now Katie from New Jersey has a few questions for us um, she already had one earlier 
One, be honest. Are you taking quarantine seriously or have you been slacking? If slacking, why? I've been, listen, again, I will not get into it on the show. I may have slightly different views on how I think we should approach things. But as long as the guidelines are there and state officials and everyone are asking me to do things, I've been very observant of them. You know, just because I may not, I may have different opinions on how things should go doesn't mean I'm going to blatantly disrespect the guidelines or in some cases the rules like I've been again when I go jogging out here I I practice social distancing um when I I've been going out pretty much just to get food um I've been taking it I've been taking it seriously and again it's yeah. it's getting harder as we're now into six or seven weeks of this but I, it's it, as I will I have been I'm not one of those people that cares about my civil liberties necessarily it's like no they're doing this because they think it's safe. I'm going to respect the wishes of the lawmakers, you know. Yeah, and I, Bethany, and I are still very particular about certain things. Uh, we wipe down the groceries. Um, we don't leave the house much, so like, we're not wiping doorknobs down every day. We're not doing stuff like that. But like, if it's a day where neither of us walks out of the front door, why would we bother to wipe it down? Yeah, exactly. But like, be, be practical about things too. Like you still have to have some sense with yeah. everything going on. Yeah. You know, we're, we're still washing our hands and we're still, you know, cleaning things and we're still being conscious of that. You know, those sort of measures, you know, getting out of our clothes and putting them in a, in the trash bag or the laundry hamper and wearing face masks when we leave, like we're doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually goes in well to her next question. And we also alluded to this earlier. Do you care about being productive during quarantine or is this a good time for a break from productivity? That's a, you can answer that. We had talked about it a little bit earlier with, with uh, working out and everything. Um, you know, productivity is what you make of it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, productivity can be viewed in different ways. Uh, me getting up every day and making three meals a day and doing the dishes and like cleaning up around the house. That is productivity in and of itself. It's not necessarily like societal productivity, but like it's productive around the house because Bethany's still working. So mm-hmm. like I, you know, I'm taking care of food. I'm doing all that. Like I'm, I'm providing a service for while she's here. So for me, I'm still working out six days a week. I think for me, I will get in a headspace where I can't feel like I'm going back to the way I was in terms of laziness, not working out, gaining weight, all that. So I've had to modify my workouts, obviously, but yeah. I've kept that going. And it also helps having a job where I go in five days a week. In fact, my job's been busier because of everything going on. So I felt pretty productive during all this. Um, I'd still prefer if it weren't here because then I could just sort of breathe a little. But as long as it is, I'm going to keep trying to be productive. I, I totally hear you about like being conscious about what you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've been trying to do that with, with Bethany and I. Um, so we've, I've not done any fried food at all. Mm. Since I've since I've been here and like I'm, I do love my I, I do love you know fried chicken like, and I can and I, I I make pretty good fried chicken. I haven't had fried chicken in a hot minute and I uh, I miss it. I like it and occasionally I'll spoil myself and get some fried chicken. But mm. yeah, that's the thing. It's like we talked about mm. stuff to do for my birthday and I was looking at the recipe guide for for Korean style fried chicken and I was like I would love to do this and I know I can do this. But... but I want to be drunk on my birthday, and I don't want to then have to worry about frying things. That's because... just that's just smart. <laughs> like, I'd rather be drunk than full on fried chicken. I'd rather be drunk than cooking. 
Well, like, what what was the uh, the famous Colonel Sanders quote? I'm too drunk. I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. Exactly. But let me just quote the late great Colonel Sanders. He said, "I'm too drunk to taste this chicken." So that is it. Sort of works. There you go. Katie also asked, "Do you think it's ridiculous that album releases have been postponed?" Because I kind of do. Yes, I think you know. Especially in 2020, you're not going around on media tours anymore. You're literally making content that is consumed digitally. You don't have to go to Target to get a CD anymore, unfortunately. R.I.P. Um, yeah, don't I don't postpone album releases. That's the one thing people will consume during this time. Yeah, I I am in 100% agreement on that. I think that delaying album releases is kind of foolish. Um, I understand not releasing movies, but I guess that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think not releasing albums is dumb. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Um, to that point, what is a song or artist that you like that people would not guess that you like? Um, if you know me, you know that I sang It's Raining Men on the dance floor at my sister's wedding, and it was marvelous. But that's not even a surprise. People know my love. I can like some... I, I enjoy a good amount of pop like that. Genie in a Bottle is a song I love. Um Carrie Hilson's song of uh, Pretty Girl Rock is a one I like. Stuff like that is, even though I, I'm thought of as the rap guy, I love I love a lot of pop music. So um, I got no qualms about, about no shame in my game, as it were. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you sort of a, a, a quick top three. Mm-hmm. Neil Diamond. Off the rip. I, I enjoy, I enjoy Neil Diamond. Even though he's fueled creatively by his massive hatred of immigrants. Yes, uh, that is a reference to a Will Ferrell bit from SNL. Oh. That is not a real quote. Yeah, Neil, Fer- Neil Diamond never actually said that for the record. Neil Diamond never actually said that. Exclaimer, exclaimer, exclaimer. Gary and I have gone on for hours about how much we hate foreigners. Right, Gary? Leave me out of this, man. No, I will leave you in! I also really enjoy Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Um... And then I would say uh, another one that I think is a bit of a surprise to folks is a Japanese death jazz band called Soil, exclamation point, and Pimp Sessions. Japanese death jazz? Death jazz. I guess I have to ask, um, what the fuck is Japanese death jazz? I'm not entirely sure. Okay. It's a real good time. Okay. (laughs) That's good enough for me. I'll find something. Um, I, you know, back to that point, we've talked about it on the show. I'm a big fan of Billie Eilish, which is not music you would associate with. Like, kind of soft ASMR, pop, moody, dark pop. is like, nah, this is, I dig the hell out of this. So, um, I, My dad was asking me about her the last time I was up in Maine. And you know, I played her some tracks. And he was like, so is she, like, popular? I was like, yeah, she's, like, headlining tours, selling out, you know, Capital One Arena, Verizon Center. He was like, her music doesn't seem loud enough for that. And I just like, I never thought about it that way, but I could totally see that part of that perspective. She doesn't have many songs that are like loud, energetic. Like her thing is kind of whispering. So yeah, that that makes sense. I I wouldn't have thought of that, but it's a good point by your dad. But it's, it's again, the first song I've heard, I heard of hers was Bad Guy, kind of right as she was beginning to really blow up. And I was like, yeah, this is fun. This is... I dig this, and I just decided on a whim to listen to her album and really liked it. So that's one I think would surprise people. But yes, um, plenty of uh, plenty of pop music for you, boy. Um, this is the last one from Katie, and I think it's a good last one for us to end on. What do you guys think is integral 
integral, excuse me, to maintaining your friendship for this long? Um, knowing that any sort of shit talk and any anything that's, I don't know, aggressive is coming from the simple fact that he's known me for as long as he has and that if there wasn't ultimately good intention behind it, he wouldn't, I wouldn't have still sought his advice or sought, you know, his sought to hang out with him. Yeah. I think similar lines is that we don't, we, we can disagree on, we do disagree on a lot of stuff. Even on the podcast, we disagree about a lot of stuff, but it always comes from a place of genuine love. And it comes from a place of knowing each other as long as we did. And, as I've kind of mentioned, alluded to on the show before, I think I actually outright said, we were both hanging out with each other every weekend when we were sort of not the cool kids to hang out with. And we both sort of had each other's back. And yeah. that kind of just cements a friendship for life. And that regardless of, you know, I mean, friends go through friends stuff, but you always have each other's back and you always come back to the true love we have. And I think that, that's hopefully something that will last the test. I, I know it will. And it'll be fun to sort of celebrate that again once we're kind of all out and about and we can properly celebrate each other and we can give David the 30th birthday party delayed that he truly deserves. Um, David David turned 30 on April 4th. Big 3-0. Three decades. Yep. Um, Dirty, 30, 30, and dying. Yep. Uh, the advantage I always will have over David is that I am two years and three months younger than he is. Um, that will never, ever change. Unless he's cryogenically frozen like Aang. But other than that, I'm, uh, I got him. So yeah, there's you that. know, by the way, shout out to, uh, shout out to Avatar, which is coming back to Netflix. Oh yeah. Um, also, uh, from Bethany. Yes. A question. Mm. Um, if we were to pick a bending type, which would we be and why? <gasps> oh, great question, Bethany. Great question. Not fire. Fire's dangerous. I don't, I don't like fire as it is. So fire's out. Wind is cool, but for some reason, wind never, hmm. I think I'd go with water. I'm always interested in water. Um, some people think that would be lame. They think of Aquaman as a lame superhero, but I think being able to do stuff with water would be really cool. Um, plus, if I learned bloodbending, <laughs> watch out. Which, if we're being true to science blood bending should be earth bending because you're bending the metal in people's blood yes i it 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 didn't make a lot of also i will say this honestly that episode they go on it more in cora it's a big plot point but there was one episode of the original avatar where they did blood bending and i would always tell my sister that just irked that was just like ugh, i couldn't uh, that was too much for me. Um, so I agree. Actually, maybe because of that, I might change my answer to Earth. Because especially if I can learn, you seem more like an Earth bending type of person. You know why? It is Earth. I'm going to tell you why, David. Two words: the mm-hmm. boulder. <laughs> the boulder. The boulder is feeling conflicted about fighting a young blind girl. That's that's that is cinematic classic, and it was on a television show. I. I um. You know who voiced the boulder? Uh, was it Macho? Mick Foley. Tremendous. 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 <laughs> oh, God. What a... Oh, that's a... I didn't know that. That's... And now that I know that... That Mick Foley was so doing an impression more... of... That Mick Foley was doing an impression of The Rock. 
<laughs> Negatory. Oh, it's uh, so great. What would you so, be? Um, I would probably be either a waterbender or a firebender. Mm-hmm. Um, you got those hot takes. That'd be good for the fire. I mean, I got the hot takes, but also, like, I think... I have a, I definitely have a, an intense and kind of fiery sort of personality because I spit hot fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm like an assert, certainly I'm assertive, but like, I'm not a vengeful or like, uh, a grief driven person. Like I don't have, you know, I, 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 I don't let slights either real or perceived sort of motivate me, but, um, I definitely can have a big personality. So I think either waterbending or, or firebending, probably leaning more towards firebending. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, leaning more towards waterbending because you can turn water into snow. And I would much rather be in a cold – like, I, I much prefer a cold environment. True. But but then also being in a cold environment, I could see where I would want to just be a firebender who just happens to live with the water tribe. Plus you swam, so you, you are more yeah, familiar exactly. with that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I sail, I swim. It's probably leaning more towards, towards waterbending. That will answer Bethany's question, and that will wrap it up for Q&A number four. Uh, David, I like that yeah. neither of us chose airbending because no. we both acknowledge that neither of us is going to go vegetarian. Yeah, no, that's it's like I respect them, but I cannot live that lifestyle. Also, shaving my I head. Could, <laughs> yeah, I mean, shaving my head, let's be honest, Jack, we're both getting that. I was going to say, give, I, I, give me another couple years before I have to shave my head, which will I'll happen. Probably, I will probably go when I return to public. You know, when all of this shit is over in seven months, I will probably I will probably have cut all of my hair off and I, just like I give up. Yeah, I think that's the fun way to go. It's just like, all right, you know what? Quarantine, you won. I shaved my head. How do you like it? That's the problem for me. I just started being on TV, so I got to keep my hair now for a little while longer. Um, well, I still got some semblance of it. Yeah, I say I've been... For those of you who have not seen pictures of me, and obviously, you know, the most recent photo of me on Facebook shows me with, like, a pretty sizable beard. Yeah, I, uh, I am shaved. now taking – I'm taking a razor to face more than once a week. That is impressive. Like, David's not even growing, like, a Jack Selby, like, trimmed beard. He's just shaving it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've already got more stubble than I would after a week. Um uh, this is yeah. Though it's been like three days. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's borderline. I think I, shaved on fr- I think I shaved. I think I shaved three days ago. I'm not okay. sure. If, I think it was a Friday. Okay, so yeah, I would have like a bit of stubble by that point. Uh, you if oh, I have stubble by the end of the day. <sighs> you know what? It's a gift and a curse. I guess in, in your case, more of a gift. But yes, no, we're all adjusting differently to quarantining. Except I have to be on TV, so I still have to be presentable. Um, I haven't had a haircut since mid-February. That's been not ideal timing, but uh, oh well. Especially because my hair... Just invest in product and just pompadour it. The Like Vince McMahon. I like it. I'll no, grow... no, 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 no. Like Conan O'Brien. Oh, if I could grow Conan O'Brien hair, I would grow Conan O'Brien hair. But maybe I could. It would just take me four years, but... Um, I uh, That will do it for Q&A 4. Uh, David, any uh, quick final thoughts before our final question? Um... Support local business. I want to say, yeah, support local business. I realize that that's like, feels like sort of a a, a cliche phrase for me, but like, it's, it, uh, shit is really dire. Yeah, Um, like, they need help, so. You know, we've got companies like Shake Shack and Roots Chris and the Lakers receiving 
uh, federal stimulus money because they qualify somehow as small businesses. Yeah. And most of them returned um, it, I re- if I recall. Like Shake Shack, I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they've returned it because of sort of public shame. Yeah. But like that they were able to get it in the first place is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I get that the Lakers as an organization might employ less than 500 people, but they are a sports franchise and are valued at a couple of billion dollars. And there, there, there's no reason that they should be getting monies meant for businesses like those in Parkersburg or like those in Fredericksburg. Like, yeah. please, for the love of God, take the time. You know, if you order, if you if you order takeout once a week, please order it from like someplace down the street that's yeah. not, you know, a a a a, a, a Papa John's, a, a Chipotle, or something like that. Order from somebody local. Um, it means so much more now than it ever really did. And you're, you're doing the best you can, you know, if, if what you can afford is Chipotle, do that, you know, obviously take care of yourself first and foremost, but like try and take care of those around you when you can. It's a very good message. I would, I would only push back on Papa John's because Shaq is now uh, on the board. So that would be my only pushback to that. Yeah, I, I, I don't care. I do. Speaking of the Lakers, um, our final question, of course, David, from Calvin from Long Beach. <laughs> fan, fan favorite, big fan of the show. David, when the pimp's in the crib, Ma? Uh, drop it. Like it is hot. That is correct, David. That is a correct assertion. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for the fourth, listening to the fourth Q&A, for queuing us. We hope we aid you a little bit. Um, David, any any uh, any parting words of wisdom? Five seconds. I'm comfortable with queuing other people's eyes. Okay, well, you know what? We did, and we hope that your queued was sufficiently aid. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next Brilliant. time. Brilliant. Nope, not, not okay with us. Yeah, no. <laughs> Stop the music, stop the music. Okay, let's give some context. Uh, this is Wednesday. I was almost done editing the episode. We recorded on Monday. And uh, I forgot that my cousin-in-law, Yamil, who is a big fan of the show and a uh, big proponent of the show, sent us questions that I forgot to put in the show. So, David, I felt like we couldn't finish the show without doing these questions. How do you feel? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yamil's a homie. Yeah, Yamil is the homie. So, Yamil, we want to get you in, although we had to cut one of them for time, uh, and we'll do this quick. All right. First question, where are the kids from Trick Daddy's I'm a Thug right now? Now, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, here's the chorus briefly of the song. Pick it up. Now, this is a pertinent question. These kids are, let's assume seven. Let's assume eight. The song came out in 2001. Um, yeah, that's an earworm of a song. So, here's my thought, David. I had this thought. First of all, I hope they've made something of themselves. I'd like to think that the royalty money did them well. But, David. So, there's, there are things that come into play with the royalties. Right, true, because, because this was a, Because this was a, like a, on, on a music video. I don't think they're covered under SAG. Right. I also didn't have a speaking part, so they definitely aren't covered yeah, under SAG. Yeah, they probably SAG. just maybe got back so vocal credits, if anything. So, yeah. so on that, that front, at least, those kids are kind of screwed. Yes. However... Seeing as it's a music video, they probably got the money up front. Yeah. Or, you know, like got it immediately afterwards. 
and that song's been out for 15 years, so that money's probably gone anyway because right. it most likely wasn't much money. Now, David, what about this? That I'm being thinking... said, oh, go ahead. where are they? I hope they're okay. Me too. I don't know. I have a theory. What if some of those kids went on to become members of the Dunk City team that beat Georgetown in the NCAA tournament? It was in Florida, right? I mean, maybe. <laughs> that would be... Oh, <laughs> that, that would be. That's my head cannon. <laughs> that's I gotta tell you that I was working at a bar uh, and was leaving when that game happened, and my dad was picking me up. This was before I was before I had a car, before I drove even, um, and we're you know standing there and we're like, Dad's watching the game as I'm wrapping up, and he's like, No, no, let's just like let's wait to the end of the quarter. And that Gulf Coast kid just dunked yeah. over somebody from yeah. Georgetown, and the whole bar just got real quiet. <laughs> it was insane. That was so fun. And then they won. The they were at fifteen. They also won their next rounds game too. That was insane. Yeah. That they was made really it, I think the Elite Eight. Um, shoot, might have been the sixteen. Yeah, I was gonna say they might have lost the third round game, but that's one of the coolest stories I can remember from the tournament. Uh, let's see. Next question from Emil. Same vein, and he knows our, our music lane. If you were to create a no limit in cash money supergroup for Artist Max, who would you choose? This is a question that here's the thing. I hated No Limit. I hate make him say uh as we've discussed one of the worst songs ever made. <laughs> ever. A true earworm. In a way of like a literal ringworm in your ear, perhaps. I, yeah, I, probably. Um, I'm going to cheat because Snoop Dogg was on No Limit for a few years. So I'm going to pick Snoop. The thing oh, is, yeah. yeah. Stealing that. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing. I much prefer Cash Money. Cash Money also couldn't really rap that well either. Um, besides besides Wayne. Yeah, early Wayne was actually good. And I, and we will dis- some people might disagree on Wayne as he progressed. But early Wayne could flow and could rap. And, and Juvenile couldn't but made interesting music. BG couldn't really rap, in my opinion. Nope. Uh, Little Manny definitely can't. Oh, whoa, whoa. Manny can rap. Birdman is the worst rapper on the planet. Nigga, I got these hoes ice sucking up while my little BG's on the bus putting out cigarette bus. That's true. So Basically, we just want Wayne, Big Timers, and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Honestly, give me Snoop and three Manny Freshes. <laughs> I'm fine with just Manny Fresh, Manny Fresh, Manny Fresh, and Snoop for a guest first. I love Manny Fresh. All right. The, uh, the, the last one. All right. Now, I had to look this up, but it is an interesting one. You're allowed to let one rapper out of jail, but they are required uh-huh. to release a featured song with Fred Durst as their first single. <laughs> Who would you choose? <laughs> now, my first thought was DMX. <laughs> but, but DMX he's locked up? No, he's currently not in jail, which is always a... Get. Okay. He's also done a song with Fred Durst. He did the Roland yeah. remix with Fred Durst. Oh, the Roland, the Roland uh, Urban Assault Vehicle. Yeah, but he did a remix with it. Uh. Um, yeah. So I don't know which rappers are in jail right now. Um, it's safe to assume Bobby Schmurda is still in Bobby jail. Bobby Schmurda, yes. We got to free the homie Schmurda who had. Tack Stone is in jail. Um, um, I feel like Kodak Black is probably going back to, to jail. jail pretty soon. Um, yeah. And he made a couple hot songs as problematic as he is. I'll. I'll... Uh, who else? Uh, six Nine. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know six, what? Nine, there's there our is. answer. There it is. Got the stiffy. Oh. Takashi six nine and Fred Durst. Let's uh, let's get that collabo happening. That is the actual end of this show. We'll leave you to, for that food for thought, everybody. Uh, be safe. Be well. Sorry, we lost some ammo.